Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Jude and I here on Plan Wise Retire Free as we talk about guessing at retirement and the most important questions and why that's a bad idea. Uh, things can go wrong. There's a lot of places, Jude, you know, guessing's not so bad. I don't know, like building a house, not so much, right? I guess this will fit. I guess that's the right measurement. Same thing with retirement. Yeah, you might get close, but do you really want to risk that when it's so easy to get the more correct answers? So we're going to talk about that. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fabulous. That's Weather's good. Family's good. I can't complain. Well, there you go. So, you know, this whole conversation around guessing this week, um, a lot of people, I mean, clearly a ton of people do this, right? A lot of people just don't work with an advisor uh, or a professional over the last couple of years, right? The DIY movement's certainly been growing because it's been easy, Jude. You throw a, a dart at the dartboard and you pick uh, something on you know, the investments and you're going to do pretty well, right? You pick an index. Last three years, you've probably been doing pretty good, right? So it makes it kind of easy to feel like you, know, you got it all worked out. But then when you start really thinking about the nitty gritty, guessing at these things isn't a great idea. So I've got a couple big bullet points here. I want to kind of use this analogy. We'll kind of stick with the $5,000 a month type of thing. Okay. It's like, so income per month. So how much money uh, do you need each month to make everything happen in your life? And if you're guessing at this and saying, well, 5,000 works for us now while we're, you know, working, we're getting ready to hit retirement. I guess that will be fine as we move through our retirement years. Maybe, maybe we'll kick that up to 6,000 or 6,500, but I'm guessing that's going to be okay. Yeah, this is one that really sticks in my craw because I've I've just seen so much information in the media about this that I believe is wrong. The number one thing that I've seen is uh, in several publications they say you know when you retire you'll need anywhere between sixty five to seventy five percent of your income prior to retirement, and the logic isn't that bad because they say, well, you know, maybe the mortgage is paid off. Maybe the kids are out of school. Right. Uh, You don't have the expenses of going to work. So the logic kind of makes some sense, but here's the reality. I've been doing this for about a little over 25 years now. Whenever someone retires and those expenses do go away, they fill in the gap. People fill in the gap with what they used to spend on the mortgage, on the kids with something else. Yeah, maybe exactly. it's vacation. You know, maybe it's spending money on the grandkids. But you know as well as I do that hey, gap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like it. how many times has the Amazon truck showed up at your house each week, right? <laughs> I mean <laughs> Do you really account for that when you're first sitting down and figuring out that income? Because we tend to tend to think of the big ticket items. We we say the house, the mortgage, the car payment, the lights, right? We we kind of go for those things that we think about that are kind of the regulars, but we don't think about all those little things like, you know, like I said, even just how much little shopping we do. So we challenge new clients quite a bit on this, and we spend a lot of time on this particular one because this really is the foundation. You don't want to get to retirement and then say, oh, wow, I guess I'm going to have to dial down my lifestyle (laughs) because I figured out, you know, my income was going to be based on 75 percent when I'm usually spending 100 percent. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, right? No, we, we, we really spend a lot of time on this one. And we ask difficult questions of the clients because we want them to get to a retirement where they're living the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. And so uh, this is the foundation of good financial planning. 
Yeah, definitely. So why get, especially when, again, when it's so easy to go find out, you know, whether you're in the area and you're working with Jude already, you're not, uh, if you, you know, if you're listening to our podcast and you may be across the country or something like that, you, most advisors offer a consultation complimentary and you can get some of this data worked out. And of course you can, you still do the same thing with Jude if you'd like as well, you can, remotely nowadays, right? You've got clients mm-hmm. all over the nation. So yep. it's kind of no excuse to guess when you can figure this stuff out and look at it this way too, Jude, like what if you guess and most most times when people do guess, they they tend to uh, underestimate, right? They get there, mm-hmm. they don't have enough. Now they got to work and they got to scramble for save and not have that lifestyle like you mentioned. But you could go the other way. You could say like, well, we need more, so let's keep working and keep working and keep working. And then you find out that you overestimated and you work longer than you actually had to. Maybe you could have stopped earlier and enjoyed a couple more years in retirement. So either way, guessing's a bad idea. Uh, had a recent client that we did an analysis for, and like I said, we dig deep on the spending. And they were shocked to find out that they're the spending number that they gave us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull this out of the air, but it's going to be close to what they said was about seven thousand dollars a month. When we did the analysis and we digged in deep and we looked at the bank statements and we looked at the income coming in, it was more like nine thousand dollars a month. <laughs> and they had no clue where the other $2,000 were going. Right. So that that was a big one. And then on the opposite end of what you said, also uh, a year ago, we had a client who, when we looked at the level of assets that they had and how much income that they really needed, mm-hmm. they we told them, guess what? You could retire today if you wanted to. Yeah. And both the husband and wife were high charging professionals. Uh, and it was really kind of shocking to them that, yeah, you could retire today if you wanted to. Right. Yeah. It's like, woohoo, let's party. Right. So <laughs> again, why guess if you don't have to? So uh, let's go into the major purchase conversation. Where do you stand, Jude, on the the split or the difference between an emergency fund and the major purchases? So it, I guess I kind of frame it like this. All right. So if we have that kind of emergency fund for something like, you know, a storm came through and, and did some damage and you got to fix that kind of stuff versus something like, replacing the entire HVAC system at some point in retirement because it's, you know, it's, let's say it's 20 years old as you're getting close to retirement. Are you planning for that ahead of time? Cause you know, it's going to give out on you at some point through your golden Heck years yeah. or, or do you throw that in the emergency category? So again, either way, guessing at this and saying, well, we've got three months worth of, um, you know, living expenses covered. So that's great. That's our emergency fund. But then you do nothing for those major purchases that may happen. Heck yeah. This is one that we also spend quite a bit of time on, I think, differentiates us from other planners because you're absolutely right. Most people have heard of having an emergency fund and the rule of thumb that you hear in the media is three months worth of expenditures. Sure. But when we talk to a client and we start digging in deep and asking them questions, we want to know what's your go to sleep number. So maybe that's more than three months for, for that individual client. And then on top of it, for the major expenses, you remember that uh, that infomercial guy, Ron Popel, who you always say, set it and forget it. Mm, this is think... not a oh, set yeah. it and forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every year as part of our planning, we have we, we look at the clients and we, we benchmark an emergency fund number that they that's their sleep at night number. Right. And then we ask them, what do you think may be maybe a major expense that's coming next year. And we throw out suggestions if they don't if they don't have any. Does the roof need to be redone? 
Are you going to go on a major trip? Are you going to give a major gift to a grandkid that's getting married or graduating? Right. Yeah. And so we want to set that money aside so they don't even have to think about it. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah. And then if an actual emergency happens, well, then you've got that as well. Right. So exactly. and you can strategize for this stuff instead of just guessing at it. Well, I'll deal with it if it happens. And I get that. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, think about insurance, right? We talk about it all the time. We pay car insurance. Many of us our entire life and, you know, God willing, never have an accident. And you think, well, that was, you know, total waste of money. But what if you needed it? So it's just you know, aspect of life we have to deal with. All right, Jude. So we're talking guessing. I got to talk about inflation and not even the crazy inflation that we're looking at right now. So we'll, we'll exclude that for a minute and just say regular inflation, the impact that it has over, you know, the retirement years to back to my analogy earlier when I said, well, we'll guess that $5,000 will get it done in, in retirement. That's what we need now. That's what we need when we get to retirement. So that's going to take care of our lifestyle. However, even with regular inflation, Jude, in what, 15 years, that 5,000 is what, 10, you know, you or, or whatever the case is. So if this stuff we're dealing with now lasts for more than a year and you're just going into retirement, think about what that damage does to that guessing number that you've applied versus actually figuring out and budgeting and planning and strategizing for inflation. That's that you hit it on the head. I, I think people that I have run across don't when they're doing the math themselves, they just figure out a straight line number. They're not figuring out cost of living increases, yeah. which is what they're used to at the job. You know, yeah, they're sure. used to getting that cost of living increase. But when you're in retirement, you know, you don't have a company say, hey, Mark, we're going to give you 3% this year <laughs> yeah, right. just as cost of living. And don't give me so, that stuff about Social Security giving you the COLA either, because let's be honest, it's typically not there. And when it is there, it gets eaten up by Medicare. So, Yep, yep. And that's you know usually anywhere between 1% to 2%. So, so let's set the bar first. If you look at the history in inflation uh, since the early 1900s to now, you average it's going to average somewhere around 3%. Even in the crazy 80s, where inflation was double digits, and even now where it's approaching uh, double digits, I don't personally think it's going to get there, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with arguing about that. Sure. But we've got to factor that in because you once you reach retirement, do not want to have to turn down your lifestyle. So here at the firm, when we're doing retirement income planning, we're factoring in inflation over the potential lifetime of the client so they don't have to change their lifestyle uh, while they're enjoying the best retirement that, they, that they've been working for. Yeah, hopefully, right? I mean, again, I can't imagine people come into your office and say, hey, I want to go backwards in retirement. <laughs> you know, I want to live you know, an, you know, a meager retirement. I mean, maybe some people do, right? There's been a lot of movements towards like things like the tiny house movement and you know, yeah, living yeah. more sustainably and things of that nature. Uh, but those are going to be fewer and farther between, I think. Those are going to be more specific situations. And honestly, it's kind of expensive to set up some of that stuff too. So either way, you you've got to factor in inflation, whether it's normal or even some of the high times, and and you know, hopefully this is not that long lived that what we're dealing with right now. But it's still going to be chipping away at things regardless. So it's that silent thief, uh, and we tend to avoid it a lot of times. So just make sure that you're addressing that as well and not guessing at it. And then mm -hmm. finally, Jude, healthcare costs. I will give the argument that guessing here. It feels a little bit more acceptable to some degree because it seems like really hard to pin down what's going to happen with our healthcare system. But if you think about it from this standpoint, 
education, higher education, and healthcare typically much outpace regular inflation. So that's been that way for a while now. So you're absolutely right. I think when people think about healthcare costs, they generally tend to underestimate how much healthcare is going to rise. In fact, uh, many times when a potential new client comes into the office and we're doing the first complimentary meeting, you know, we're asking them, what do you feel about your health care? First of all, we ask them when they want to retire. And then how do you feel about health care? The reason we ask them that is that what I've noticed, they've been speaking to another financial advisor and, and came up with some kind of straight line calculation, like the 5000 a month, let's say. I need that. But they're either missing one or two items. They're either missing the fact that when they retire, if they retire prior to 65, they're responsible for their own health care before they get to, to Medicare. Or the other factor that they're not figuring into is what you said, the cost of health care is going up at usually double the rate of inflation. And so if you haven't calculated for how you're going to keep up with the health care expense, you will have to dial down your lifestyle because that health care is a necessity oh, yeah. that you, you pay for it. Yeah, no, definitely. And guessing at it, again, a little bit understandable on the argument, but again, there's a lot of ways we can still talk and strategize about some things by getting a good plan and a strategy put into place and not, you know, we'll take a lot of the guessing out of a lot of these conversation pieces. So do yourself a favor and definitely do that. Don't just guess going into retirement. Many things in life we spend a lot of time guessing at. This should not be one of them. So if you've got some questions, as always, make sure you ring a qualified professional like Jude. Uh, at Centrus Financial Strategies. You can find him online at centrustfs.com. That's C-E-N-T-R-U-S-F-S.com. And if you've got those questions, reach out to him that way. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. You can find it all on those apps themselves. Just simply type in PlanWise Retire Free, for example, in your uh, Apple Podcast app. It's probably already installed on your Apple phone. And you can subscribe that way, or you can find it all at our website, which is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Jude, thanks for hanging out. We are into April now, so uh, I think the next time I'll talk to you will be just after Easter. So I hope you have a fantastic Easter. You too, my friend. Don't chase those Easter bunnies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint some eggs, even though the kid's not here. I'm <laughs> still going to do it. I like it. <laughs> I'll see you next time, my friend. We'll catch you later here on Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.